You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. So we'll be talking about the Stooges self-titled album. In the room, I have Rob, yes, sir. Adam, John, All right. and Ben. All right. The Stooges is the debut studio album by the American rock band of the same name. It was released on August 5th, 1969 uh, by Electra Records. The producer was John Cale. And the genre is proto-punk, garage rock, hard rock, whatever you want to call it. Rock. Rock and roll. Uh, and from the book, Seth Jacobson. A town with a proud musical heritage by the late 60s, Detroit was synonymous with the sweet soul pioneered by Barry Gordon's Motown label. This all changed in 1969 with the Stooges' eponymous debut album, a corrosive swell of shrieking guitars and primeval howls from the frontman Iggy Pop. The Stooges were picked up by Elektra as an afterthought. A&R man Danny Fields came to sign the Garage Rockers MC5, but was so impressed by the Stooges' live performances that he took a chance on them as well. In June 1969, the band headed to New York to produce their debut with John Cale. The only problem was the lack of songs. Despite their live heroics, the band only had three songs. I actually <laughs> actually read it was five. <laughs> Label boss Jacques Holtzman sent them to a hotel room with a two-day ultimatum to fill out the album. What the band emerged with was a collection of brilliant curios, which were neither full-on garage rock nor out-and-out -out dirge. Kale introduced restraint to such songs as 1969, which threatens to explode, but is shepherded away from wigged-out territory, and to I Wanna Be Your Dog, where the powerful guitar assault is kept firmly on leash. All right, what do we think of the Stooges' self-titled album? You kidding me? That's pretty good, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air. I was going to say, it's not as good as I remembered, though. No, not There's at all. Some... It, it's not my favorite Stooges album. It, it, it's, got a, it's got one big 10-minute fucking turkey Oh, it's not it. a turkey. Oh, oh I kind of like that song. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course you people do. <laughs> I mean, you just got to get into it. Uh, but I, it's... I, I, I can I can skip to the next track probably about five or six minutes into it. I don't need all ten minutes. No, yeah. no one it's, does. It's kind of samey. <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> How samey it is? Yeah. You need all ten minutes? I need a long time. Yeah. Maybe eight. Yeah. I don't know if I need ten, but I need a, a, a good chunk of the time. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm glad this album exists. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I'm into it. I think, I think we're all fans, and so finding negative, like something negative is going to be hard 
but I think we should try and do it. <laughs> so <laughs> let's give, let's give uh, shit talking the Stooges a shot. Well, right now we're listening to "I Want to Be Your Dog." Is that like? I'm not saying it is. I'm asking: Is this the first like legit? Headbanger song through and through. It's definitely well, really like, aggressive straight, guitar like, part. Funk aggressive. Oh, I don't know. It's one that. of them. I mean, like 20th, 21st century I mean, schizoid man's got like heavy parts, but it's not just like a this is a just banger a, through and through. You know, it's a three chord song that just like is blown out, just really aggressive. It barely changes, and it's. I don't know. I, I think it's it's definitely up there for. It doesn't make history. me head nod on the one twos, threes, and fours. Yeah, that. No, I'm seeing what you guys are doing with your head. No one else can. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just rocking, baby. The, the, this is no. I I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't call this a head banging. I think like the in this like the the rip, it has it has a drive that yeah, it's, songs it's, before it have not had. There's a, just like this downstrokes on on every. Eighth note, I guess. You know, it's just like it's just driving forward, and it makes my head go up and down on the quarter notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unlike unlike <laughs> previous bands like the Sonics, who you know kind of did that fuzzed out stuff. I mean, they they had like riffs like dun 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 dun. It wasn't. This is this is a straight ahead like push through, and everything's melding over top of what the drums are doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and yes. I like that, that, that I'm going to call it a riff because it technically is, even though it's just power chords. But uh, the, like, the way it's done with just that droning low E string, and yep. the chords are played an octave up, and just droning that E through the entire song... And then, and then on the on top pi- of that, the piano, and then the piano on the high end of that, just with the ting, 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 yeah, ting, ting, yeah, ting, 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 ting. I've ting. lifted that move in f- probably five songs. Dude, you I've, lifted <laughs> that move in mustache. Yeah, it's like my favorite. Like, I think it's such a distinctive thing that the Stooges. I'd never heard it before. The Stooges is just the high up two piano note. You like, know, who, it's, it's you know who John actually Kale. did it. You know who yeah, did it before. Uh, yeah. You know who did it before them though. Uh... Kinks, you really got me. Yeah. On the oh, chorus of "You Really yep. Got Me" comes in like jing 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 jing. It's so jing, effective. Like yeah. it's, it's, awesome. it's got a great vibe. But yeah, I, I love that move, and I think that song is obviously it's like way on top. But yeah. The Stooges use it all the time. But John Cale. But I think yeah. you're absolutely right that that's got a lot of that like white light, white heat kind oh, of yeah. feel. And John Cale produced this album, right? Yeah. 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 He was sitting there. Yeah. In the booth. Um, Making sure it's all in the red. Making sure it's in the red, exactly. <laughs> Making, I mean, you can see how it makes perfect sense with white light, white heat, and then producing the Stooges. Yeah. I mean, it's got that raw, fuzzed out, crate. You know, how wild can you be in the studio? However, he's restrained enough. He probably learned his lesson from white light, white mm-hmm. heat. And when he went to the Stooges, he's like, "All right, we can do this, but you have to play the." You can't just go off the rails. It's got more structure. You got to have structure. Yeah. Can we? I I, I don't want to only talk about "I Want to Be Your Dog," but before we move on to a different song, can we talk about how subversive those lyrics would have been in yeah. 1969? Yeah. Just like uh, like S and M, uh, like just like that. What does that even mean? Like what would right. like if what would the average listener like? Not just like the chorus, like, like 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 all lyrics of the song, like right like. It's easy to just kind of gloss over that, but like 
I'm trying to imagine, like, my folks hearing that. Well, they didn't because they were nerds. But my folks hearing that, like, <laughs> for the first time. Just now Hearing even. just someone, like, <laughs> saying that into a microphone and it recording to tape and people selling it in stores. You know, um, like. I mean. It's 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 more closely related than I had ever thought to Velvet Underground and uh, you know a band like The Doors, which I yeah. had read up on uh, that they were kind of inspired by The Doors to to get out there and kind of do this and be uh, grungy about it and yeah yeah take chances. That was surprising to hear is is to hear how much The Doors influenced them and then and then listening in that vein and saying oh. There's a lot more psychedelic influence on this album than I would have expected. Like, you know, there's some, yeah. you know, you've a got lot a wah wah pedal. Yeah, you've got some solid D- Detroit blues and and garage rock, and then it's like, oh, you got some, yeah, wah wah and some ten minutes of Hindu chanting. <laughs> but that's just the one. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, it uh, is 1969. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you'll have your you'll have your, you'll have your uh, chanting psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, the thing that struck me is when I re-listened to 1969, I had forgotten that wah-wah, and it, I was like, I'm not a big fan of, of the guitar playing on this album. I agree that, like, yeah, there's some there's some early, you know, guitar work that that's, still feels like it's a little exploratory in the sort of learning way for the, for the style and for the Stooges, but, like, Still, I mean, I'm thinking it's 1969. Like, we've just been listening to all that San Francisco stuff. I know we keep saying that. But it's like, even, like, what a stark difference in vocal performance. Uh, Iggy versus yeah. that Scott Walker record, for example. Like, Scott's doing this thing that's been around for a long time vocally. And then I hear this, like, Iggy Pop kind of sneer and, like, this very cool delivery. I mean, I imagine hearing this for the first time and being like... What is this? You know, it's it sounds it sounds fresh. You know, it sounds like a, it sounds dangerous. It sounds. I mean, it just sounds cool. Well, yeah, then the dude's on stage <laughs> cutting himself with glass. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like it's like you just put it on. And you're like, this is crazy. And then you hear that, or you see the live show, and it's like, what am I seeing? He's crawling all over the stage. You know, yeah. like I I just I think that. Somebody that's like as aggressive a performer, uh, like Iggy Pop is is makes a huge impression even this early. You know, I, it just it, sounds like Mick Jagger to me. Man. Yeah, like the the vocal delivery. It it has a lot of uh, a lot it's more that bo- it's, it's certainly from there. Yeah, and I'm 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 not in no way am I trying to like you know down talk like how good this I, record is and like how important it is, but I I don't think that. As a whole, I think they add things, but like if you break this down to its individual parts, it's just pretty derivative of 
everything, uh, any any sort of like more aggressive like. It just seems a little more dangerous to the time. Me. Like I don't know. I, I think I that, think he has a little bit more guttural like growl within there. Like he's yeah. got a little more. Like he, Jagger, he, he is not a street walking cheetah with a heart full of napalm in nineteen sixty nine, man. Yeah, like the, the, he, this is not that they they haven't really stretched their wings at this point. Oh right, like, yeah. So I I I He's don't. He's still wanna... coming. I mean, look how. Yeah, look oh I know, I know. Face. He's, he's all, <laughs> look at that baby face. Oh fucking beetle looking motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the hair was amazing. He, he hasn't yet befriended uh, his uh, cockatiel uh, and started the Instagram account that's one of my favorites. You, you guys follow Biggie Pop? Oh, Biggie Pop is Iggy Pop and his pet cockatiel hanging out. It's the best. Oh, man. It's like my favorite Instagram account. <laughs> so good. Uh, my, one of the, like, just the overall just impressions I get, like, from this record is, like, both musically and lyrically and like the vocal delivery just primitive like yeah. even like from like from 1969 it's it it starts out it's got those like jungle drums going and you're like the music is so simple but it's driving and it just it's just it's primitive and and these songs that he's singing it just seems like it, it it's like he was able to bottle 16-year-old drunk for the first time after a breakup, also horny, and just, like, make that into a seasoning they just, like, sprinkled over the whole thing. Like, so many of these songs are just, like, <coughs> pent-up hormones that have no escape except, like, I guess onto tape, you know? Yeah. Now, was he, uh, I know later in iggy's storied career he would go in with no real songs to the studio someone would lay something down that less he'd than three then he'd write down <laughs> lyrics and like get into it what was he coming into the studio with uh lyrics i guess if they only had five songs yeah know. yeah it was it was reported that they had three which i would assume is i want to be your dog no fun and 1969 i would but i i also read it was five um in that they already had we will fall and i think it was Anne, uh and then they went ahead and, and wrote real cool time not right in a little doll and i can kind of see that as being uh a bit of a i can see those songs as being written in the studio or <laughs> written right before the studio because they are definitely a little bit weaker than little doll's the last track right yeah yeah I thought that Not Right felt the most punk to me, the way that it was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's the mo one of the more simplistic songs on the album, but it was... Yeah, I'm going to put that on. It just felt yeah. really kind of stripped and, and angry, as opposed yeah. to like, and, and different from like the blues background. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I thought like this is more what I was thinking of when I was thinking like dangerous and in your face. It's just like, it's just a little more like, you know, stuff that you hear a couple years later. But yeah, it is it is it is very kind of stripped and simple, but it reminded me a lot of like early punk. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I, yeah. It, it is literally early punk. Right. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. it is. It's so early. It's there before it got there. Right. <laughs> beating the it's rush. <laughs> What's that? Proto. Proto. Proto yeah. punk.
can I come over tonight? Can I come over tonight? I, uh, uh, you were talking about Real Cool Time. I like the the barely innuendo, like a half-ass innuendo of Real, to cool, real cool Time just being doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I come over tonight? Can you? Can I come over tonight? What do you think I want to do? That's right. We'll have a real cool time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, the ten-minute ethereal piece, uh, "We Will Fall," was supposed to be uh, inspired. Well, John Cale kind of uh, inspired the sort of background chant. And then uh, Iggy Pop said that it, it was it described a night in the Chelsea Hotel waiting for his girlfriend at the time, Nico, from the Velvet Underground to, oh, arri- really? to arrive. Oh, okay. so oh it was his what... turn? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, of course, you alluded to it before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more when we get into Raw Power, that he gained a reputation early on for stage diving. He, uh, some people think, think that he was basically the person that kind of... Uh, invented stage diving i believe it probably yeah um checks out probably also the inventor of rubbing hamburger on mm-hmm. and peanut butter peanut on butter. your chest yeah. <laughs> no that was that was ringo <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was really interesting though to hear yeah like jim morrison he was like inspired by jim morrison then i was like oh right he showed it like he pulled his pants down just yep. like, yeah. i mean jim morrison did i was yeah right kind of Tight leather, writhing around, yeah. wraithy weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could kind of see that. Remember when the frontman for Thunderlip would reach into his ha- pants and pull out a handful of pubes and then light them on fire and then we'd go <laughs> blow them into the crowd? That's a uh, Jim Morrison move. That's, uh, the last a, time oh, I okay. saw them, he had a uh, work light attached to his crotch <laughs> and he would turn it on and just blast the crowd. <laughs> that guy had some clutch maneuvers. He also loved cocaine. <laughs> uh, all right, what do you what do you guys think? I, I, I like the Stooges. I'm gonna this is this is my favorite Stooges album. Uh it's a very important album and I'm gonna give it a positive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all winners, uh, but even the losers I still liked and, and would listen to. Like I I listened to all ten minutes of We Will Fall and uh it's strange, but you know, around the five or six minute mark you kinda get into it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the songs on the album are all pretty pretty solid. I'm gonna give it a I give it a positive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely positive. I just enjoyed it. I I just think I love Iggy Pop. I love his style. And I love what they'll do in the future that this is a blueprint for. Yeah. Yeah, give it a neutral. It's got yeah. three good songs on it. Three very good songs on it. But from here on in with the Stooges, like, after this record, there's no denying, like, how good it is. So, no. And neutral. Yeah. Neutral. I'm having a hard time deciding because I'm like, can it? Can I Want to Be Your Dog, you know, no fun, everything kind of carry over into being a, feeling like it's a good record or a great record or something. I feel like it's just a good record. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can stretch it. I, I'll i just say neutral, cause, but definitely leaning towards, I mean, the Stooges, come on. How many I, more I feel albums? I feel terrible saying that because I'm like, fuck, it's like the Stooges. Yeah. But at the same time, 
it, it does kind of lack something. Yeah. They don't have the chemistry, and the, Iggy isn't sure of himself on some of these things. If it was if it was an EP, though, with those original songs. Or, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be like the greatest. If they would have gone in and recorded the three to five, and they could have released like an EP, like, you know. Uh, do you think Electro would have allowed that? No. Like as your first album? They could have done a 45, though. I Want to Be Your Dog in, what, 1969? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they did do that, actually. I mean, yeah, A-side has to have a B-side. That would make sense. Yeah, but that, you know, that's seven inches. Great in my book, but as as a whole, it's kind of like, eh, not not quite there yet, but How many more Stooges albums are we getting to? We're doing Funhouse, and you know we're doing Raw Power. Okay. So basically all the Stooges. So their career. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, we got a ways to go. All right, next time we'll be talking about Alexander Spence with his album Or. All right, thanks, y'all. Goodbye.